Hello and welcome back to the 30th episode of the Oligarchy Disruptor with your host, Bennett Leon. And of course, we have the lovely Ashley Downing as well. Hello. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really quick side note for you guys. Thank you so much for the 30th episode. Yay. I know we're not like, uh, we're not the 50 or 100 or whatever yet, Mark, but I mean, <laughs> we're getting up there and we're uh, we're definitely trying to make our mark on the world and at least in a, in a, for the better, you know? And you guys are helping to create that vision with us every single time you listen to our voices, hear what we have to say, hear what we have to think. Um, and we appreciate that so much, guys. So once again, thank you very much for that. Um, yes, thank you. Of course. Uh, so today we have a really dope episode. Uh, a lot of shit has been going on, of course, with the coronavirus um, all of the stuff going on there in that arena. Um, but I wanted to start off with this video uh, about this Florida City Council uh, shouting out uh, or calling out this the mayor that's sitting a few feet away from him um, for <laughs> the response to the coronavirus, the impact that they've had on the residents in that area. Um, I'm just going to let this video go, speak for itself. But it is pretty uh, interesting, and I hope you guys pay attention. One sec. Can we do better? There's always things that pop up that we can do better on, um, and I call the question. I'm sorry. That's not how this works. We each have an opportunity to speak five minutes. I, probably, I thought we did. Yeah, the question's no, been I'm, called. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. We've been and that's not how calling the question works. You need to... So the person that you're hearing speaking now, um, his name is Omari Hardy, and he is the commissioner of Lake Worth Beach City, um, which is that city in question once again in Florida. So he's the, the one that you're going to hear arguing on the side of the everyday working people of that city. That, and in this case, they're, t they're arguing about utility shutoffs. So... He's pretty irate about that, and he's fighting back against the mayor and uh, the vice mayor about that issue. Oh, and the mayor is the female voice you hear in this in this uh, back and forth exchange as well. I, I thought we did. Yeah, the question's no, been I'm called. So, no, I'm sorry. We've been See, that's not how calling the question works. You need a second, and you need to vote on it. Can I have a second uh, for calling so the question? So are you telling me that you're going to keep me from talking right now? You've talked all evening. Look. Um, Look here, you're calling me disrespectful because I've interrupted people, but this gentleman has turned off people's lights in the middle of a global health pandemic. That's what that gentleman did. Point of order. order. And you think I'm disrespectful point for interrupting of, you. Point of order. This gentleman has point had the ability to do any number of things. Point we could have banned large gatherings. We could have closed the beach. We could have put a moratorium on, 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 I on utility cutoffs. Also not within your power, and the attorney the has held that that's true. I recessed the meeting. You came up with new rules at the beginning of the meeting, and then you didn't even want to follow the rules that you came up with. And you advantage this is a banana republic is what you're turning this place into with your so-called leadership. Does a recess mean that we will be? Yes. I don't care anything about this. I don't care anything about this. We should have been talking about this last week. Can we... we cut off people's utilities this week and no. made them pay what could have been their last check to us to turn their lights on in a global health pandemic. But you don't care about that. And you didn't want to meet. But every other year, you go around and beg people for their votes. 
Can we uh, explain the research? Why do you care more about your relationship with that guy than you care about the relationship with the people who don't go to work? Oh, Marty, you are done. You are done. You are done. Disrespectful. Disrespectful is what you've done to the working people in the city. You failed to act. When you're a leader, you failed to act. You said you didn't do anything. You failed to act. Oh, when you had an opportunity. All right. So that's the end of it, guys. Wow. Very powerful video, I thought. Um, I thought that this guy was spot on to the sentiment that's currently going on with coronavirus and... Well, at least from the perspective of the everyday working class, like how the fuck in the right mind are you going to make some of the last checks or maybe the last check that someone's going to get and pay it to the government to not shut off their bill or to not shut off their light, not, not shut off their uh, turn off their water so their kids can't like get, get ready in the morning and stuff like, come on, like, how are they not seeing everything that's being impacted? And they're the ones that are putting us in this position by implementing these stay-at-home orders. I mean, obviously, we're complying and we're doing it all for the health uh, of the greater good, you know? Well, and that's the thing, too. You have these stay-at-home orders, but then you have no electricity at your house, no running water at your home. I mean, come on. That's ridiculous. I mean, just the fact that they thought that this was um, ethical is beyond me just beyond me. I mean, I, I commend Commissioner Hardy for everything that he said. I mean, I understand why he's so heated. I would definitely be heated. I am heated just thinking about if I was in that type of a situation and I had the power to change it. Um, yeah. Wow. Shame on you, mayor. Yeah. Um, I think they definitely, uh, messed up there too. I wanted to also um, mention the second half of that video in which the mayor actually goes over a letter that was sent in to the council to kind of like go over it. Oh, yes. So I just wanted to go over that really quick. And this is from one of the residents in the area. And they're basically talking, I'll let you guys hear and make your own judgment, but they are definitely pissed about how their government has been so lax in the response to COVID-19 and the effect, the financial effects and overall effects to their citizens in that area. So I'm going to go ahead and play it for you. Just one moment, guys. So I'm calling on you to provide strong... Okay. So I'm calling on you to provide strong leadership in this time of public health emergency. Please declare a state of emergency for the city of Lake Worth Beach and achieve the following. Enacting a moratorium on utility shutoffs. Curtail Operation Red Tag. Extend paid emergency leave to city employees who must be out of work. Ban gatherings of large groups of people. Mandate the restaurants and bars operate at half capacity or use emergency powers to shut them down completely. Reach out to the health department and ICE about protections for undocumented residents who may test positive for the disease. The time for astute, informed, bold action was really, really a week ago already. Please halt all utility and code fines and evictions. We have a global crisis. All people need assurance that their housing and utilities and food sources are secure. And your delayed response is as best shameful as worse, perhaps fatal for some. I think it's unconscionable to be Dang. And you know what's so crazy is she is reading that like 
It does not bother her one bit. Mm-hmm. What? Wow. <laughs> wow. I mean, um, I I was gonna come on to it and just say like, I wonder how she's feeling as she as she's reading that herself. Like, I think it's so ironic that she's reading that aloud to the rest of her peers. Uh, knowing that they're the ones that are doing this and can knowing full well that they can do something about it. They can instill those moratoriums. They can um, stop like uh, utility payments and all these different types of responses, but they're choosing not to, you know? So that's that's where it's fucked up. Yeah. Just like what commissioner Hardy was saying, you know, she said, I didn't do anything. And he's like, your failure to act, that is what you did. Exactly. You did nothing. You failed to act. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, <coughs> and, and during a time like this, such a critical time where literally lives are at stake based on the policymakers' decisions, which they're usually not to this level where they're used to like having making, making high-level decisions like this. I think it's starting to show. I think the, the incompetencies of our our like government, whether it's local, state, or federal, is clearly showing that we are not ready for this type of disruption and to our like our system and to our lives. You know, like oh, well, we weren't course. prepared. We were not prepared in any way for this. And it's, it's starting to show. This pandemic is starting to highlight a lot of the negative things about our government and how it works. One of the things that I think it's, very, it's highlighting and people are getting very frustrated with is this, like the, how the bureaucracy when it comes to like passing legislation in Washington. Mm-hmm. It takes an extremely long amount of time traditionally to, to pass legislation i mean they're 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 still going light speed right now trying to at least like quote unquote light speed for congress's um rate i don't know if you want to call it that but the point is that they are at least trying to go a little faster than normal but obviously they're still falling short and they're getting caught up in the bureaucracy the back and forth uh like we were talking about earlier ash like the Democrats are starting, they like are each side is trying to like push in things like the Republicans are trying to like sneak things in for like big corporations to exempt them from like um, not having to do certain things or pay less or whatever. And then the Democrats are sneaking things into their stimulus package uh, that reduces their carbon footprint, like um, climate change related things, things that have nothing to do with coronavirus. And that's just slowing the process down. So I think all that's, controversial things too. Exactly, yeah. So I think that's kind of like what's slowing down the process as well is like all this bureaucracy, and it's just the way our government works is that nothing. It was not designed to move fast. So I think that's a problem that the this pandemic is highlighting, and that's something we need to address because that's causing a lot of other issues in this country, not just coronavirus. You know. Yeah. Well, to me, I think that what's what I think and I think that the real reason why this is such um, 
why they're trying to have such swift action on this is because this is an election year also. And sure. Trump was str- basically strictly running on the economy doing super well. So the fact that our economy is now completely tanking and we're like in another Great Depression before today, um, I think that that was another obvious push for them to, at least for the GOP, to start making compromises and be like, look, we just want to get something passed for working class families because we need some freaking votes. (laughs) Um, And I think in the long run, this really is going to benefit Trump. Um, I do. I think that he is actually doing a good job. No, but I think that how fast that he's trying to get these bills passed um, and getting this relief bill through, and he's already passed a couple of bills um, or signed them into law. I mean, um, people are just seeing this and saying, oh, you know, at least he's doing something, um, which is frustrating to me, too. Like, he's doing something, but is it really, like, super great? Is it worth voting for him in November over? <laughs> I think it's at least notable that he he was kind of the one that initiated it really. Like initiated there, what? Like all the like this really big push like on like the federal level to to solve the problems that are facing everyday Americans. Like he's the one that is was pushing like the the UBI, like his administration, other members of Congress as well were also talking about it, but I thought it was very interesting that he himself and his administration um, were was talking about it and pushing that as well. They were also talking about what came out of the Republican side uh, as well was the idea to, along with these bailouts, to also own a part of the company, uh, like the public would own a part of the company for bailing them out. Which is, I think is a, an absolutely fabulous idea. I think I'm pretty sure Bernie has been too. for that for a while. I am wholeheartedly on board with this too. So I think like these types of things where Donald Trump is talking about these economic issues and different ways to solve them that they've been, that they haven't really been used in the past. I think that's going to help him massively come 2020. Um, I think people are going to remember that Donald Trump was kind of the one that started like with the UBI thing, giving them direct cash payments. Um, And I think he's going to be given a lot of credit for the overall response to this, even though he hasn't done certain things. He he really hasn't done everything the way he should have done. Like he, he did get rid of that position that, uh, that was working with in the white house on his council. That was, supposed to spot and identify a new uh, new and coming pandemics not only mm-hmm. in the united states but all in china so they probably would have helped stop it at the root source in china and wuhan when it was going down there so i mean it's it's all goes to show. like he also cut the funding he cut millions of dollars from the cdc before this started too so like He's really not, he hasn't done everything the way he should have done. And even if you want to go a little further, he, like how you were mentioning to me earlier, Ash, that he was not, there's, people have been accusing him of not using the Defense Production Act the way he should be using. He's kind of like what his approach to it is that he doesn't, and I quote, want to interfere with the free market. 
So he's not telling the companies to produce the things that he needs, even though he really should be because we are dying for things like ventilators, uh, masks, um, gloves, like all this kind of medical equipment, all these types of things that we need. He should be using it, but he's not. He's, what he's doing is he's letting the companies step up. For example, I know GM, their CEO, stepped up last week saying that they could help make ventilators. I know uh, Tesla and SpaceX CEO Elon Musk stepped up and went to China to go get uh, hundreds of ventilators, also offering to make even more, I believe. So he's letting the private entities kind of step up and not telling them to do that. So I think that's yeah. a mistake that's going to haunt him later when we, he finds out that we actually do need these things, especially if he wants to open the country up earlier than what is intended or if, like what is being talked about right now. He yeah. needs to do these things, you know? I mean, not to play devil's advocate, but maybe too. If, if, are there really like that many? I mean, there's been a lot of people who companies, I should say, rather, that have stepped up to the plate, not just these big companies like Tesla. um, But like, I was just reading an article about like a beer distillery, that I think it was in Mm -hmm. California or something that realized there was a shortage of hand sanitizer. And so they turned their um, distillery basically into a hand sanitizer production, (laughs) and have now been delivering them to like their nearby hospitals and um, healthcare workers, um, like immediate cares and stuff. Um, But I don't know, I just like it. I kind of see the the I see like people already doing that. So I just wonder like who else, like who could he force to do this that isn't doing it? I mean, like the, isn't the whole point of getting that defense production act, the fact that like, if you do this, the government will in turn pay, help you pay for it or give you some sort of financial benefit for doing such, which I think, go ahead. Oh no, I was just going to say, I think that's kind of like what, like why Trump did it is because he felt like it would incentivize people to, you know, make, make it, you know, medical equipment or ventilators or, um, you know, hand sanitizer, but, um, the whole, like actually forcing people to do it, like he feels as a capitalist, he can't do. So, um, I think I think that's what he thinks too. Like, are are you saying that like you're in agreement with that, or no? Or do you think it's I'm, a good thing, or no? I'm just saying, how many more companies can he force to do this? Really, I mean, do you oh, really? I... Okay, yeah, um, I can address that. So, the company that you brought up, like the sanitizer, like that's that's a good example of like smaller companies kind of stepping in. Uh, but I believe the ventilators thing is not something that is easily done. I think that's why there's so little companies that make it, like why it's so sought after sought after right now is because it needs like, like real like factories and like real like hardcore machinery to like make those ventilators or something like that. So I think that's only the only reason why like smaller companies haven't stepped up to the plate really. And um, so are because you they, saying they like- can't. So the Trump administration needs to give them the go-ahead, which is what I was reading earlier today, um, is that he gave them the green light. They could only offer. They couldn't make it even if they wanted to, I guess. 
So, like, uh, are you saying, like, Ford Motor Company could produce ventilators if the Trump made them? I mean, if they have the capacity to, like, I don't know what they can do. Like, I don't know what they can produce, but I would think so. Like, I would think they would have what you can make. But, I mean, I don't know the materials. Like, I would think that, like, I would think that they could, but I have, I have no idea. That's all speculation for me, from my end. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just, like, wonder how much how much of a difference it would make if Trump was like, hey, I'm forcing you all to help out versus all these people who are already helping out. I think it would make a monumental difference because right now we're seeing peop- uh, we're seeing professionals, medical professionals having to sew uh, their, own me- their own medical protection, like those masks. Oh, they no, are I'm asking with you. the community to like, do these things. I I'm think just, the president I'm, and the federal government needs to step up, use this act, and tell these companies to do the hard work that needs to be done, just like they needed in, to, uh, in World War II, um, when the entire production line was on the line, making like bullets and uh, planes and tanks and all this shit. We're doing sure. the same thing, but we're fighting a much smaller enemy, or we're fighting a fucking virus you know yeah I mean okay like hold on though I don't don't get me wrong like I'm not saying like it wouldn't make a difference if we had all of these this equipment like that's ridiculous it's a ridiculous statement I would not say that what I'm saying is that are these are there really that many more companies out there that have the ability to do this that are not doing it and so I just wonder like economically could we like get all of these companies, all of these factories up and running, producing medical equipment in a in a, an efficient manner to actually be produce mass producing these. I mean, probably. I mean, they did it in two th- in World War Two, like fifty, sixty years ago. Why can't we do it now in twenty twenty? I mean, I don't know how quick they did it. I don't know. I'm just wondering. I don't. I mean, I don't know how quick they did it either. But I'm sure they did it really quick because their fucking lives were on the line. <laughs> Sure. Like they are now, kind of. And sure. I, I don't is... know. I just, I just feel like I needed to play devil's advocate there because I feel that I kind of, I kind of understand the capitalist view of not wanting to mess with the free market. Because yeah. if, because if you think about it, if you were to force GM, Ford, Chevy, all these big factories to stop producing cars and start producing these, then I don't know exactly what the Defense Production Act entails, but what are they supposed to do when this whole pandemic is over and people want to start purchasing cars again and they don't have cars or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like economically is this smart also. So I can see from a capitalist perspective why he wouldn't want to force people to do that. I'm not necessarily saying it's right. I'm just saying I can understand why he would do that. Yeah. I mean, I can understand too, but I'm going to revert once again back. I, I don't think it's the right thing to do. Um, although, like, of, of course, I want companies to make money. I want all these things. To, like, what your argument, it makes sense. I just, what, like, I would do or what I hope they would do is that, like, what they would have, they would agree with you in a certain sense and only make certain companies do it, like the ones that can afford it, maybe the ones that have like a surplus of inventory. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. I don't know what's out there. I don't know their capabilities. But I'm sure that the people that are in charge are going to look at the facts, hopefully, and 
make a decision at that point. But there's a lot of what ifs on our end to like, what if this company doesn't want to do it? Like, what if blah, 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 blah. There's a million ways to go back and forth about that. But especially when it comes to the capabilities of the Defense Production Act. It also makes me wonder, like, why more companies aren't offering to do this. Um, I don't know. I, I think that more companies are going to start stepping up little by little as we see the progression move on. But um, we shall see. We'll see who steps up to the plate because apparently Trump is not going to make them for it, at least right now. So let's see what they decide to do. But I Alrighty, let's wrap it up there. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Uh, it means the world to Ashley and I. Your word of mouth is our oxygen. So thank you guys for that. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please give us that five-star rating. If you got any kind of value or you learned anything from this podcast or this episode specifically, we would love to hear back from you. Uh, let us know what you think on there. Uh, you can also follow us on face, uh, Facebook at the Oligarchy Disruptor podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at Ben the Disruptor. And you can find Ashley at Ash the Disruptor. And uh, please, guys, make sure you do your part. Vote your conscience. Do what you're supposed to do. It's your civic duty. People have died for your your right to vote of course everyone grows up knowing that but it's not something that's really widely taken advantage of especially in the united states in which we know for a fact that the majority of americans do not participate in our elections and that's what's part of the problem and really leads to a fundamental shift in the how well well, in how our country really operates on a day-to-day -day basis. So please, guys, vote your conscience. Vote in your own best interest. Do your research. Do your due diligence. Don't just go and vote for Joe Biden because you remember his name or Bernie Sanders just because you vote. You know that he's that old guy in the race that wants free health care or something like that. You know, like do like go for something policy based you know go for those things that go for those things that actually mean something don't go and not vote for bernie sanders because you don't like the way his supporters talk like that's fucking stupid that's like beyond dumb and if you're one of those people um you need to realign your shit because you can't go after the voters. You can't go after the candidate because of how they're, how people they can't control, the millions of his supporters are like behaving online. So that's absolutely fucking ridiculous. But once again, guys, I'm just gonna wrap it up here. Thank you again for listening to this podcast and we will see you next time.